to be good at anything, you have to do it a few times, right? And you have to stay with it. So you have to be, you have to have some passion about it so you don't quit when times get tough. That's right. All right. And, and number two, if, if you think this is a lottery ticket, no, do something else. I've seen a lot of people make a lot of money and I've seen a lot of people make very little money. So, and I can't guess who's going to do what. That's the thing that's kind of interesting about it. I've seen great ideas that go nowhere. And I've seen the stupidest ideas go everywhere. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, no one has the crystal ball. But I do know this. If you don't do anything and you have a good idea, you will see it eventually. And you will kick yourself. So why not spend a couple hundred dollars and get in the game? What's going on, you guys? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. Today we got the interview. The interview with Stephen Key. The reason I like this book and the reason why I really love this interview is that Stephen Key and I were talking about something that we don't talk about very often in the world of business. Licensing. And everybody has the opportunity to license a product. If you have an idea, a small improvement to an already existing product, there's an opportunity there for you to license and to make a lot of money on the side. You know, a lot of people talk about side hustles and the first thing people usually go to is consulting. You know, consulting or they sell products. Well, if you have an idea for a new product, there's an opportunity for you to license that. The challenge is a lot of people don't know what licensing is. There's a lot of confusion about it. So this interview and the book, One Simple Idea, it goes to try to demystify some of those things. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Stephen Key. I really like doing it. Guy's got great energy. So without further ado, here is my interview with licensing expert Stephen Key. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cut the Crap Podcast, and I'm very happy to have our guest today, Stephen Key, the author of One Simple Idea, Turn Your Dreams into a Licensing Goldmine While Letting Others Do the Work. Stephen, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, Like we were talking beforehand, um, I've had the pleasure of uh, listening to a lot of your videos and reading your books and... It takes a little bit of a different spin to what we focus here on Cut the Crap Podcast. We talk a lot about marketing and we talk about sales and, and strategy, but this innovation piece, it's something that it's still a little bit confusing to a lot of people, but maybe not so much to you. So that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show because I think you're going to give a little bit of uh, insight and uh, some new depth to the understanding of our audience. So uh, why don't I set you up and why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh boy! Um, <laughs> should I time cap you? I mean, you, you, know, stories, you probably <laughs> should. Yeah, I could go on forever. Actually, it's difficult to answer that. Um, in a nutshell, I'm a creative guy. I don't have any other marketable skills. Out of college, which I left early, I had to find a way of making a living. So I just made things. I made little soft sculpture, funny faces, and took them out to street fairs and county fairs and sold them. And I learned a lot about people, but I learned a lot about business. So in a nutshell, I'm a creative person. I come up with ideas. But now, you know, I've learned how to come up with ideas and bring them to market, but not through the traditional way. You know, not not through setting up a company, you know, sourcing manufacturing, doing advertisement, fulfillment, all those ways. I, I don't do any of those things. I think it's it's old school. What I like to do is I come up with ideas and I show those ideas to companies. I make small improvements on existing ideas. And then I show those improvements on existing ideas to companies that have similar ideas. Hmm. And if they like it, they rent those ideas from me. 
and then they pay me a royalty on each and every one they sell. So in essence, Ryan, those companies are working for me. I like that. <laughs> when I read your book, One Simple Idea, I was intrigued because um, I come from a little bit of an exp- uh, background and, and you know, our audience knows. And as I was recently chatting with you before we got on here, you know, I've had the experience of working with some individuals in the marketplace who um, have taught me about creating, uh, you know, new products, new services. And this whole idea of creating a new product, a new service, it's, it's, it's interesting to me because the marketplace right now thinks that you have to go out and you have to create this complex technology or you have to create, you know, this, this, this complex app. And, you know, from my perspective, I was like, no, you don't need to do that. And you're the same way. So why don't you help set this up for us and tell us about, you know, maybe okay. some simple ideas that you've created. And maybe I can okay. set you up a little bit more with this and uh, I'll use Michael Jordan as the example. I agree that a lot of us think that we have to come up with something new or we have to come up with something that's um, complicated or whatever. I don't believe that at all. In fact, I think if you do, it's going to take you a lot of time and money. So I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. What I'm interested in is really making small improvements on simple ideas. Uh, I've realized that if I can create a variation on an existing idea, a small improvement, let's say, that right away we know there's a market for it because something similar is already selling. And number two, that small improvement most likely can be manufactured. And if you can do those two things, the chances of getting that product to market very quickly, there you go, I like speed, Mm. um, you can. And by licensing or renting an idea to a company, those companies have shelf space already in place. See, that's what I like about it today. If you started a company, it's going to cost a lot of money. You write a business plan, you borrow money, you work your rear end off, and hopefully someone wants it, right? Well, I flipped it, and I said, look, um, I'm going to make small improvements on existing ideas. I'm going to show those benefits to companies without filing patents or even making prototypes. I'm going to cut through all of it. Cut the crap. I'm going to cut through all of it right away. And show it to a company to see if they're interested in the benefits first. And that's, I guess, what Tim Ferriss, one of my students, Tim Ferriss of the Mm -hmm, popular four-hour work week, he liked about it because I had hacked the system. That I figured out a way around the ways that people were doing it, but you know, struggling and failing, and came up with a real quick way. So you'd mentioned Michael Jordan. And I'll give you an example of what a small change is uh, to a product that already exists. Um, Ohio Art, the company that did the Etch a Sketch, had these little indoor basketball games, and they had licensed Michael Jordan's image to put on the backboard. It was just a little sticker. And so my idea, my great idea was to um, take – I took a poster and I cut out Michael Jordan, his torso, and I put it on the backboard. So instead of just this having a square backboard, which was boring to me, it was now in the shape of Michael Jordan. And so it showed Ohio Art. They could leverage that image of Michael Jordan very easily by um, having his image there. Also, it it would be in paper now instead of plastic, and you could put it in a clamshell so you could see it instead of a cardboard box. Now, what a simple change. All he did was change the shape. And that idea is called the Michael Jordan wall ball. 
It sold for 10 years. I collected royalties <laughs> on an idea that cost me $10. Um, and the first year was about $100,000 in royalties. So um, no protection, no IP, $10 for the prototype. I sent it off. They loved it. And I had a contract within three days. So that's a simple change on an existing idea that I showed the company and they took it and paid me. There you go. Crazy. And again, you're flipping it. But it's to me, it's it's so much easier to do this than to go in and actually create a business. So why aren't people doing this then, Stephen? Like what's what's the reason? Like this isn't <laughs> new, but why aren't people getting on to this? <laughs> it's not new at all. It's well, you know, you know what's crazy about it? Um I've been doing this for my whole career in licensing everything from toys to the back to school, the packaging, all over the all over the place. And I've been teaching it for 16 years. So um more and more people are are starting to listen. Mm. Um I have a YouTube channel called InventRight TV where I show people how to do this. Um but more and more People are starting to license ideas, and we have a lot of testimonials from people, and I'm not going to bore people with that. But but I was out, and I was invited to speak at the University of Michigan, which I guess they just got the title of the number one public school in the country. Hmm. And they had me come out and sp- spend two days to teach their department of business and engineering about licensing. And I was so proud, Ryan, because finally – the, the person that was running that whole department had read one simple idea and said, hey, this information, we, we've got to be sharing this with our, our uh, students because they, did, they realized that every idea you have should become a business. Hmm. And number two, not everybody wants to run a business or has the, the experience, the time, the money, or even the desire to run a business. Hmm. So this, this is business model – that I've been using, I, there's 10 steps. They absolutely loved it. And I'm going to be speaking at more universities about it. So I'm, I'm trying, Ryan. I'm I, trying to I get the word out. I'm trying. It's tough, man. You know, you got to take it on your back and you got to run with it. <laughs> I'm planting the seeds wherever I go. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it, to me, it's unfortunate because I do work with um, a lot of startups and a lot of people that are coming out of school. And again, they're, as you said, you know, they're going the hard road. And there's an easier road. But the challenge, I still think, is just having the ability to come up with that one simple idea. You know, if everyone could come up with an idea, I guess, and, and be able to commercialize that, I mean, anyone could. The well, challenge, I guess, is, you know, people who are out there listening right now, they might be thinking like, Ryan, ask the question. I think the question is, how do you come up with one simple idea? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you start? <laughs> well, I, you know, my ideas are pretty – my ideas are not – big ideas or funny ideas. In fact, the ideas that I come up with are just clever. They put a smile on people's face. Mm. Um, but the, a lot of my um, students or readers come up with things that are a little bit different from kitchen, um, new kitchen ideas to pets mm-hmm. to home improvements. It's all over the board. Mm-hmm. And they're really kind of simple. Um, and I don't know how they come up with it. I know how I do. I, I I'm not one of those guys that you know, I'm not very handy around the house, so I'm not one of those guys that sees problems or even knows how to fix them. Um, but there's a lot of guys that do, I mean, and those guys are, you know, pretty good at it. But I'm not one of those guys. Yeah, but, me either. We're terrible at that. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of people will look at products on on Amazon now, mm. and they'll see what people are complaining about. Um, 
There's mm-hmm. there's three games that I've written about and one simple idea that teaches you to be creative. Mm-hmm. And they're really basic games, but they're, they're games that all creative people that have to come up with ideas daily, they use. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I, um, took those concepts and explained it with, with – with how to come up with simple ideas. And, and I'll give a really easy one, really fast one, so mm-hmm. people can do this t- tomorrow. It's really fast. Or t- they can do it now after they've heard yeah. this. It's called mix and match. You, you want to take two completely different products and put them together and to create something new, right? And the way you can do this to have fun with this, and trust me, you're going to come up with so many bad ideas, it's going to be fantastic. But... There might be one great idea in there. And that's a lot about creativity. Come up with a lot of bad ideas and maybe, just maybe, you'll find that magic golden nugget of a great idea. So, but how to do mix and match. Walk down to Home Depot and walk down one aisle, right? And let's say you're walking down the aisle of hand tools like screwdrivers and hammers. Okay, you're walking down the aisle. And then you walk over to another aisle that maybe flashlights or light bulbs or lighting devices, and how can you take a light? What could you do with lights and bring them over to small tools? You see, you're, you're, you're taking two completely different things and putting them together. And sure enough, someone did. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a screwdriver and they put uh, some lights in it. So if you're working in a car or a dark area, you turn it on. You can actually see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mix and match. And anybody yeah. can play that game. Easy game to play. Absolutely. And I love that. I love that because what you're doing is – you're taking something and you're, you're almost demystifying it because people think that, hey, I need, I need to be you know, a, a, an inventor. And I have to have a deep background oh. in inventing or product development. <laughs> and right here you're saying, no, you don't. Like you could be an ordinary person and you can come up with great ideas. Well, I'll give me another example. Um, this is crazy. A, a childhood friend of mine came to me years ago and said he was, a, he was a guitar player and had a couple stores and said, look, I want, you, I want to come up with a new guitar pick. I'm like, why? You know, he goes, no, no. There's this one guy that's selling these alien-shaped guitar picks. Is making a bundle. I went, but I knew you can come up with something better. So I, I went down to um, I went down to the mall to be inspired, and because um, I don't think you just pull ideas out of your head. I think that's ridiculous. So I went down to the mall to be inspired, and I went to this one store called Hot Topic. Hmm. Now. You know, I'm an older guy, and I'm walking in the Hot Topic, and it's, everything I see in there has black and skulls on it. Skulls everywhere you look. There's skulls. I'm thinking, where did I land? And they're probably like, what is this guy doing in here? Um, but what I saw was a, a skull that the chin was kind of pointed. It looked like a guitar pick. And that little nugget of an idea, we turned into a company called Hot Picks where we sold tens of millions Wow. Of those car picks called we called them hot picks. They were we called it grave picker, huh. and it it yeah we were at one time we were probably the largest producer of guitar picks in the world. That's a really simple. I mean that's a simple change, right? Mm-hmm. So you're right. You don't have to be an inventor. That's ridiculous. No, I, I love that, and and even even how some people who. They do have experience with creating products and services and, and what have you, new offers. They will go to – and this is another piece of, uh, of information for people that you've also given out. Um, you say, you know, go to google.com slash patents and go oh. through the patent databases and just start filtering through. And, and again, you can mix and match different patents that you see. 
that's even that's even more complex. I mean, your idea of just going into Home Depot, for example, it's so simple. And it doesn't matter what you use. Essentially, like you said there, you know, you can't just come up with an idea out of nowhere. You need some sort of inspiration that gets pulled yeah. from whatever it is your 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 stimulus is, you know, whether it's Home Depot or 7-Eleven or Google.com. Um, all these are Google.com slash patents, all these mm-hmm. things can be used to generate new ideas for people. Well, you know what else too? Once you learn the steps of licensing, right? You're going to come up with an idea. You're going to show it to a company. And, and if they like it, they're going to take it to market for you, right? They do all the heavy lifting. What's really remarkable about that concept, once you learn that process, does it really have to be your idea? Mm, interesting. So because what I've realized, there's so, much ta- there's so many talented people out there. If you go to some of these design schools, which I went to recently in our last couple of years, and and I looked at the talent, and I realized these guys are really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> but what are they doing? I mean, what was crazy? Um, twice a year, they during the you know semester break, or whatever, all the students would show their products and their ideas, and they were so remarkable. I was dumbfounded, and they had me actually speak to the class because. I asked them, what are you doing with all these great ideas? They said, well, we just throw them away. Hmm. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Gold mines. It it was a gold mine. So, you know, if you learn licensing, if you're really smart, you'll find a list of companies that want to work with you, which is not hard to do. Mm -hmm. And you work with all these freelance designers, which are the best in the world. So now you have an endless supply of companies that want ideas and an endless supply of of creative people that will give you the solutions to some of those problems they have. Mm -hmm. And you you talk about a multiplying effect. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, and that's the other thing that's very fascinating uh, with me about licensing. There's no ceiling to how much money you can make. I like that. I, I like to think that I can come up with a lot of ideas, submit them to a lot of companies, and there's no limit to my income. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to quit my day job even. Or, or I don't have to be crazy and raise money or spend five years on a company that maybe that does, doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I think licensing is the new business model. I agree. And, and hey, who doesn't like mailbox checks? I mean, those mailbox checks just keep <laughs> coming in, baby. I love them. <laughs> so now let's let's say someone's listening out there. They have an idea. They go to Home Depot. They put two things together. They put two or three products together. They're like, holy crap, Ryan, Steven, I got this great idea. You know, but oh crap, I don't know how to license this thing. What 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 do you do? What do you kind of advice do you give for that you know new entrepreneur, that that new product developer out there? They have this idea and they say, I got these ideas. What do I do with them next? Okay, basically, I broke it down to ten steps. Okay, and, and um, but the first step, right? You you come up with this great idea. The very first step is how do I need to identify the company that would want this? Mm-hmm. I call it's called follow the money. Who's going to love this and, and, and license it from you and sell it to their customers to make money? So what I do, I tell everybody, find the shelf space where you think your idea is going to, going to sell. It's going to be on the shelf. And if you don't know, ask the manager. So if you want to be at Walmart, let's say, go down to Walmart, ask the store manager when it's slow. Hey, here's my idea here. Where do you think it would sell in your store? And once you identify that space, that magical space where your product's going to be, and then you want to call all those companies that are close to it. Mm-hmm. 
So that's how to identify your potential licensee, step number one, basically. Mm -hmm. Step number two, before you call them, and I talk a lot about reaching out, and you can reach out to any company now through LinkedIn. There's a process. I write all about it on what to say. You know, don't come in there and just be too excited. You know, Mm -hmm. come in there and be polite. Ask them what their process is. Um, you know, do you need, what do you need to submit an idea? But, and I write, I, I can, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it's really simple. Basically you're saying, Hey, do you look for ideas? And they go, yes. Well, hey, I got one. There you go. That, that's really how simple it is. Mm-hmm. And then before you send it to them, right, you might want to file a provisional patent application. It's called a PPA. Mm-hmm. Now don't run out and file a patent guys. Don't do that. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I've done that. I'm a, I, I own 20 patents, and I just gave a lecture at the United States Patent and Trademark Office on how to license an idea without a patent. Mm-hmm. So I love this part about patents, but do you really have to have a patent? No. Do you really have to own anything? No. Companies license ideas, just good ideas, and people are really surprised. But the bottom line is you need to have perceived ownership. And you can do that with the provisional patent application. In most situations, it's under $100. You can file it yourself for like 65 bucks. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine for $65, I can play the largest game in the world? I don't think people realize the magnitude of that. No, I think, uh, you're, I think you're blowing a lot of people's minds right now. It's, it's, it's incredible. The amount of opportunity that you have at your disposal, and it costs uh, you minimal amounts of money. It's unreal. It's so, it's so small. And so now you've got some you've got a provisional patent application, you filed it yourself, meaning you've got one year now to put patent pending on your prototype, but yet forget the prototype. Don't even make the prototype. I'm gonna make it even easier for people. <laughs> forget the prototype. What what I want you to do is sketch your idea on a napkin. Okay. And you're gonna find someone on Fiverr or Upworks, some freelance can 3D computer-generated graphic artist that lives who knows where they live, and he's going to take that ugly sketch that you have, that little kernel of an idea, and he's going to bring it to life. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's going to look so real that you think you can order it. Mm. That's how real he's going to make that look, and that's going to cost you about 70 bucks, 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. So I'm in this game now for like a little over $100. So I, I protected it. I've, I've got a, a good sample, and the samples on, I call a sell sheet. It's a one-page advertisement that has a benefit. Hey, I've got a hammer that hits nails straight every time, or I've got kitty litter that doesn't stick to your cat's paws and doesn't smell, or whatever benefit you have. You have a benefit. You have a picture of your idea, a couple bullet points, and then you have your contact information. That's your sales tool. That's Easy. all you need. Easy. 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 An- anybody can do that, and that's – and I'll tell yeah. you right now, that's way more fun than going out and creating a business plan. Way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what's great about this? People are so shocked that once they try it, I get a lot of people that watch my YouTube videos, mm-hmm. or maybe they wa- they 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 they've read one simple idea and they go, "Oh no, it worked." <laughs> now what do I do? I, I love when I get those emails. I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, of course it worked. I've been doing this forever." <laughs> <laughs> and I've been teaching it. I have students all over the world that do it every day. It works. Mm-hmm. So they're they're so it's so funny to get those emails. I love it. Now they're panicked, and that's a whole <laughs> yeah. nother show. Yeah. Because because now it comes down to money. Right? Because once they get it, 
And one mistake, one thing you have to be real careful of, make sure you find that company that does embrace us. Mm. If you contact a company and they say, hey, you have to have patents, or they say, hey, if they give you some trouble, go to the next guy. Just bypass. And don't go after the biggest company. Don't do that. Mm. Go after a mid-sized company that's hungry, that will love you. Right, you want to find people that love you, not the not the big guys. Find the middle, the mid-sized guys that want to be the big guys. You send send it to them, they like it. Next thing you know, they're going, "Hey, all right, what do you want?" You say, "I want a licensing agreement. I like to collect a royalty. I do not want to be a manufacturer." So now they send a licensing agreement over. That's when the fun starts. That's where the <laughs> money is. And and uh, we talk a lot about that too. And that's a that's a that's kind of a. Um, Let's, let's slip it this way. People freak out when that happens because they, they're, they're, number one, they're like, holy cow, I can actually make some money here. Mm-hmm. Two, they're like, what do I do now? And I tell everybody, whatever you do, don't call, a, don't call an attorney. <laughs> they will mess that deal up every single time. I'm sorry. I just kept on going. No, this is gold, man. I, honestly, I love it. I just want to let you go. I'll listen to you all day. This is awesome. I think when people listen to this, like personally, when I listen to it, you know, I, I was introduced to this many years ago, so it's it's not new to me, but it's going to be new to a lot of people. And to me, I think that this is a good opportunity for people to, um, number one, be introduced to Stephen Key, be introduced to the idea of having one simple idea and be introduced to perhaps a whole new world, you know, that they didn't think was possible for them. Maybe they had a, a, a view of the world that was very complex and big and expensive and I need a lot of money. I need to put 10, yes. 20 hour, uh, years into it and, and to turn this into something great. And they just never had this perspective before. So I really hope that, you know, through this conversation, yeah. people are, are opening their minds <laughs> a little bit. See, really, it, it's really simple because the old way of filing patents, starting businesses were – was didn't work that well. <laughs> it's, it's just, and I wanted to do this for a living, and I had to find a way that worked because if not, my wife would have left me a long time ago. So, <laughs> so I figured, I figured out this way to make a living, and it, it's been an amazing journey because I realized that all the things that you think that you have to do, you don't, mm-hmm. and all the the fear that people have. You know, they've they've given you about hey, someone's going to steal your idea. It doesn't. It's not real. Mm. Um, and there's things that you can do to play the biggest game. You can live anywhere you want to. You don't have to be crazy. It's it's a knowledge game, is what it is. It's not a money game. It's a knowledge game. It's fun. It's fun to think that I can live up Tahoe next month. I'm going on a month vacation to Italy. Oh man, good and, for you. Yeah, I, I have the freedom to kind of do what I want. I like it. It it, it works for my lifestyle. Absolutely. But I do like to work. Don't get me wrong, guys. I do like to work. But I, I just want to work in such a way that um, I don't want to work for anybody else. I said mm-hmm. it. There you go. Mm-hmm. I, I never wanted to. It's okay if, if you do. I, and I have. But bottom line is I I don't want to. I want to work for myself. There Absolutely. And, you know, even if you yeah. want to work for yourself, I mean, let's say you like having a job. I mean, that's fine. doesn't mean you can't do this. I mean, who doesn't like money? Who doesn't want to make a little bit, little bit more money? And it's just so easy to do. And by the way, I know I say it's easy. I know you say it's easy, but – I guess it's easy because we find it fun. And I think the whole process of this is you have to be fun. You have to come from a place of curiosity throughout the entire thing. If you're not curious, if this is like, I need to make money, so I got to listen to Steven and Ron. I got to go to Home Depot, babe, and I got to go find (laughs) – it's not going to work for you, man. I'm sorry to tell you. But you got to be driven by curiosity, and you got to come from a place – of passion. And it's one thing that, you know, really came out in the book, you know, it only takes passion, one simple marketable, marketable idea to start your own business. And you know, that, that to me is, is the key here. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that because you're absolutely right. Um, to be good at anything, you have to do it a few times, right? And you have to stay with it. So you have to be you have to have some passion about it so you don't quit when times get tough. That's right. All right. And, and number two, if, if you think this is a lottery ticket, no, do something else. I've seen a lot of people make a lot of money and I've seen a lot of people not, make very little money. So, mm-hmm. and I can't guess who's going to do what. That's the thing that's kind of interesting about it. I've seen great ideas that go nowhere and I've seen the stupidest ideas go everywhere. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, no one has to crystal ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but I do know this, if you don't do anything, and you have a good idea, you will see it eventually, and you will kick yourself. So why not spend a couple hundred dollars and get in the game? And the only opinion that matters is the company you're showing it to, not anybody else. That is a point I love, and that's a point that I've heard you make on a number of uh, occasions where it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what your husband, your wife, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your family thinks. It doesn't matter. The only person it matters to is the company that you're selling it to. Yeah. And so get that fear, get all the uh, all those voices out of your head and, and get over <laughs> yourself and just get in there, man. Like put it to market. But the one thing that you just got to have too, and, and you know, agree with me or disagree with me, I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll agree with me because we've got the same mindset here, but you know, you're going to face failure. You're going to face tough times. You're going to face times where people are going to screw you and this is not going to work out the way you wanted it to. And hey, that's life. You know what I mean? And you said to yourself, this isn't a lottery ticket. While this is fun, yes, and it's easier than the traditional route of going and creating your own business and, 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 and uh, you know, hiring employees and what have you, you're going to run into your, your fair share of failures and what have you. But you know, when you face that, I mean, that's life. I mean, you take those hits and you keep moving forward. If you're passionate about it, if you're having fun doing it, then man, guess what? You're not gonna, it's, it's not going to hit you as hard. Well, I look at failure a little differently too, and I think you're absolutely right. You're you're going to make mistakes, so just that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I look at it this way: you're it's okay to make mistakes. Make as many as you can to get get as many no's as you can to get to get a yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to, and you have to look at it that way. And and it's not easy. I'm not going to say it is. It's not easy to reach out to a company. It's not easy to to have some faith and to believe in yourself. It's not easy to. When people are in your ear telling you you're crazy or don't do that, get rid of – I mean, just move on. Those are – it takes courage. Mm -hmm. It does take a little bit of courage here, but believe in yourself. And I tell everybody, if you want to try this, try it with an idea you don't care about. There you go. Take, take, Take all the risk away. Fine. Come up with some idea you actually think is the stupidest idea you've ever had. Okay? (laughs) It's one way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then go through the 10 steps. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and I guarantee you, you'll be hooked because let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to go through the steps and number one, you go, hey, I can do this. And number two, when you reach out to that company and they ask you, hey, what other ideas do you have? That's when you're hooked. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't overthink it in your head. You're right, Ryan. A lot of people do this thing in their head where they keep on thinking about it. Don't do that. Yeah. That's and great. just try it, and I guarantee you, you'll like it. And the water's warm. Dive in; it's okay. <laughs> man, you know, Stephen. On that note, like I could talk to you for hours, man. I could talk to you for hours, but I cap this at around a half an hour. My friend, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And you know, I hope that everyone listening to this, um, you know, will feel inspired, and uh, maybe we'll turn on a few light bulbs in people's heads to uh, a different way of going at it. But that's one simple idea: turn your dreams into a licensing goldmine while letting others do the work. It's an awesome book, you guys. Definitely get out there, pick it up. Uh, Stephen, did you have any calls to action that you want to share in the podcast with everybody? Like, how do people learn more about about what you do, or how do they connect with you? Oh, very simple. I would recommend everybody. First of all, 
buy the book, go to the library. I don't care how you get it. Borrow from a friend, but get it. <laughs> number, number two, um, I would watch my YouTube videos. It's called InventRight TV because I give everything away in the YouTube videos. I just give it all away. And we have other coaches um, that are teachers too, and they give it all away uh, as well. I, I also write for entrepreneur.com and inc.com, and guess what? I give it away there too. So <laughs> it's, it's all free stuff. Uh, so that's how you can find me. Fantastic. Right. right. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the show. We had a lot of fun, man, and I, you know, I got to get you back on the show again in the near future. Thank you, Ryan, very much. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, my friends, there we have it. That's the interview with Stephen Key. Hope you guys really enjoyed that one. I enjoyed talking to the man. Very interesting. Lots of knowledge to share. And especially in an area where we don't really talk about this all that much. Licensing. We don't talk about it all that much. So I hope that I was able to bring something new to you, something that maybe you haven't considered before. Maybe you'll take some of those ideas you've been sitting on and turn it into something great. If you guys enjoyed this episode, then please go out, support my man, Stephen Key. Go out, pick up the book, One Simple Idea. If you guys enjoyed this episode, then please go online, rate and review the podcast. It would mean a great deal to both of us if you did that. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I will catch you back here next week with a brand new book, brand new Golden Nuggets, and of course, the interviews on Wednesday. Have an awesome week. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah.